I'm actually, the word that I, I wanted to share today, because I, I know that many of us are uh, back in church for the first time, so I thought that I would just warm you up a little bit. Uh, so we're not going to do a big word today, I'm actually going to do it in two parts, but I'm going to introduce it today. And uh, it links with the, really what I, I feel the Lord has been speaking to us almost from the first uh, church service I was in two weeks ago. That uh, and we'll start with the scripture, and it says uh, Joshua one six to seven. And as uh, as I was in that service, I felt like the Lord is talking uh, to me about the area of the soul and highlighting the area of the soul. So I wanted to introduce that as a topic today. Talk about the soul, and uh, next week I'll um, I'll expand on it. And the so if you've wanna title for today's message, it's Stewardship of Your Soul. So I introduced soul. I know many of you guys are wondering, what is a soul? We'll clarify that today, and we'll land, hopefully, with everyone feeling comfortable what a biblical um, explanation of the soul is, and then next week, I'll actually give you practical handles on stewarding your soul. And the reason why is I felt like the Lord is saying we don't steward our souls well, we're not going to come into the inheritance that God wants for us in 2022. And that we need to lead ourselves well. Um, and in Joshua 1, 6-7, God grapples with Joshua because Joshua is the new appointed leader after Moses. And I believe that as... Uh, yeah, well, let's, let's read it first. So, But specifically, the Lord is kind of... Um, I wouldn't say maybe nervous because or a little nervous because we know that God sees the future. But there was quite a degree where God was saying, um, Joshua, um, how much you handle the, uh, the nation of Israel is going to have a massive uh, effect on whether you guys achieve the promised land or not. So there's like kind of a lot hanging on Joshua's leadership right now. So he's called to lead the nation of Israel into the promised land. Moses and the guys have floundered. Uh, Moses, one of the greatest leaders of, of the Bible, but dealing with a rebellious people that wandered around and for 40 years in the desert. But now Joshua is taking the new generation through. And I only think Joshua and Caleb, the two spies that said that we could do it, uh, the minority, that's why we don't run church on uh, majority votes, because the majority votes on that day was not God's vote. It was 10 against 2, and the 2 were right and the 10 were wrong. Um, and But now, finally, they're coming into the promised land. The Lord wants to bring you into promised land. In the same way he's saying to Joshua, there's a lot hanging on how you lead. Uh, I feel like the Lord's saying to each one of us, there's a lot hanging on how you lead yourself through 2022. Not talking about human effort, but Guys, there is something on us as well, okay? We can't just say, God's going to do everything, I'm going to do zero. I'm not even going to get out of bed in the morning, God's going to nail 2022 for me. No, you've also got a part to play. Um, and the two areas that we looked at uh, from the scripture, um, I'll, uh, I'll mention in a sec. So Joshua 1, 6-7, God's speaking to Joshua, so be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land. And God has got a land for you to inherit in 2022. So try uh, see it symbolically. I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. So I'm just going to make this a bit bigger. I have, um, 
I have noticed that uh, as you get older, as we all do, that you've got to increase the size of your letters. So, okay, there we go. Um, hold on, just give me a sec here. Um, I'm not happy with this view. Um, can you just give me a sec? Okay, I'm just going to go out of this program. Andrew encouraged me to shift to laptop, so I'm just being obedient. But uh, there are definitely some teething problems here. So, <laughs> uh, but then I can't see you guys because it's just short. Okay. Um, for the guys that want to preach off their laptops, Word has got, Microsoft Word, has got an amazing um, view called Focus. And it's perfect for preaching. So... Okay, are we on there? Yep, we are. So, um, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land. I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left that you may be successful wherever you go. The Lord wants you to be successful. In his eyes... (laughs) In 2022, this is not a prosperity message. Keep this book of the law always, but prosperity in his eyes. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So two keys that we looked at two weeks ago is obedience. It says be careful to obey. God, critical uh, for this year that you are obedient. And the other one is wholeheartedness. Do not turn to the right or left. Uh, that, that God's saying not even slight deviation. He wants you completely committed to God. Not even slightly, you know, a little bit, you know, I'll do this section with God. That section I'll do a little bit to the left. That section I'll be a little bit to the right. No, I'm going to do this whole year in his hands. Which is a remarkable thing for a human to do because most humans don't want to do that. We want to be in control. And what's critical is that you give control to God. Make yourself vulnerable. Say, you know what, God, if you didn't come through for me this year, it's, it's, I'm done. Like you, I'm giving myself completely into your hands. And uh, he was making that point to Joshua. Be obedient and be wholehearted. Um, and as I looked at that scripture, I thought, you know, he talks about being strong, courageous. You know, that's obvious. I thought, you know what actually is happening? Is that God's actually trying to steward Joshua's soul. And, um, and we're going to look at soul today and say, okay, you're saying that I need to steward my, my soul. What is my soul? So today we're going to answer questions like, what is our soul? What is our spirit? Some people think it's, you know, a bit gray. And uh, I even have a graph for you because it can be get a little bit complicated. So we've got to grow off for you so that uh, it can be simple. So sometimes the, the, the you know, obviously on the, we need to look at what we're made up of. We're made up of our body. And then when we look deeper than our body, it can get a little bit gray. So we know we've got a soul there somewhere. We know we've got a spirit there somewhere. We know we've got a mind there somewhere. Where does it all fit? And uh, sometimes it is gray. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, Jesus and well-known scripture, love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. So the word for heart, yeah, cardia. It's normally your feelings or your emotions. The soul is, no, is the Greek is uh, suko, which is defined as your spirit. 
And your mind is, well, your mind. Um, but what I'm going to do today is I'm actually going to simplify it. I'm going to go through some scriptures that absolutely simplify it. And this is the best one that, uh, for that's 1 Thessalonians 5.23. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you, make you holy, clean you up, uh, your actions, and etc. Through and through. May your spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here, we see Paul identifying three things. Spirit, soul, and body. And we're going to build our theology around that. That you're made up of three parts. Spirit, soul, and body. Is everyone happy with that based on that scripture there? Okay. You'll, you'll find other scriptures that will be like, okay, it's wider. But we're just going to keep it simple for the sake of simplicity. And most of the guys, this would be a a fairly common teaching. Uh, Some of you guys might say, you know, is there a a separation between soul and spirit? And uh, we know that uh, one scripture talks about the word of God cutting between soul and spirit. But this is an interesting one. Uh, Luke 1, 46 to 47. This is Mary. My soul glorifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. So you see her worshiping God with two aspects of the internal. She's worshiping God with her soul, and she's worshiping God with her spirit. So we're going to bring up this uh, diagram that I know that you've all been looking forward to. If Chris uh, can bring it up. So this would be a very common uh, Christian worldview on how the body is made up. So on the outside, we have our body. And then if you can imagine a concentric circle, so a smaller circle uh, inside the body called your soul, and then another circle inside that called your spirit. Now you can just leave that up, Chris. Now when you get born again, where does God come to live? Well, my diagram is quite... Uh, quite obvious. God comes to live in your spirit, right deep, deep, or your heart, right deep, deep inside. The Holy Spirit makes you born again, brings your spirit to life. You're a regenerated creature. Do you guys remember the order? So when we looked at uh, 1 Thessalonians, it said, may, the, may, may God sanctify you through and through. May you whole. What's the first thing he said in the order? Spirit. It starts in your spirit. Most religions start on the outside. Let's do things on the outside to clean the inside. Christianity starts on the inside. Let's clean your heart deep, deep, or your spirit deep, deep inside. And then the cleaning process is from the inside out. Jesus said first clean the inside, then the outside will be clean. So what's the second thing that Thessalonians says that you'll be sanctified in? Is your soul. So you can see it, it works from spirit into soul, and then finally it's his body. So even the order in 1 Thessalonians, we can see the idea, the concept of God working from the inside out. We don't try to be good. <laughs> try to follow the Holy Spirit. He lives in you, and let the Holy Spirit guide you into truth. Jesus said, he will lead you into righteousness. Man's efforts are just religion. Jesus changes our heart, and then 
The moment that you're born again, you put your hand up in church and God fills your spirit, is your soul in that instant changed? Maybe a tiny bit, but not much. I remember walking out of church, floating above the ground, full of the Holy Spirit. But I, that week I was still saying the F word because I used to like the F word because I had a lot of anger in me from my relationship, negative relationship with my dad. So I had a lot of, I had, my, my soul was still old. But my, my, my new man was new. But suddenly I realized in the air of the soul that the Holy Spirit didn't like that and didn't even feel good anymore. It just felt weird. Why am I saying this word? It doesn't fit who I am anymore. It's because the Holy Spirit is starting to change me and starts to outflow into my soul and change my soul. Does that make sense? And that process is called, and I hope St. LPM is well educated on this, that process is called sanctification. Okay? Saved by faith and faith alone and uh, sanctified through sanctification. So the Holy Spirit... God saves us and the Holy Spirit slowly cleans up our lives. So even at that moment, even though that week, if I died in that week, I would have gone straight to heaven in the presence of Jesus. Everything would be fine. Even though my soul is not that cleaned yet. 30 years later, my soul is a lot cleaner. Not perfect, but a lot cleaner because God has slowly sanctified me. I, don't, I, I can't watch some movies that I used to watch anymore. The violence is offensive to me. I just look at it and I'm like, oh, that's just gross. How come I used to watch that? It's because Jesus doesn't like it. He doesn't like the image of God marred. So when you're seeing awful images, the Holy Spirit doesn't like it. But I used to, it didn't, I didn't, it, it, it didn't, I wasn't, it didn't mind me. Does that make sense? I wasn't, I wasn't bothered by it. I didn't mind it before. Um, and then we see from this graph that, and this is a, a common understanding, but I'm going to actually provide a scriptural basis for it so that I'm not just making it up from psychology books, that the soul is made up of the mind, will, and emotions. Okay, so let's look at that. Uh, Proverbs 2.10, we're looking at the mind. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. So Chris will just change the program there. And... Uh, We'll go to that. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. So we know that your soul can process knowledge. Your soul can process knowledge. And the area that it processes knowledge is called your mind. You see the link there? Knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Your, your, your soul is discerning a piece of knowledge is pleasant. Otherwise, you, some knowledge would come to your soul and your soul would be unaware of even what it is. Knowledge is fact. So your mind is your thinking center, your thoughts, your place of reasoning. Do you see it on that scripture? Kind of. Your will. Are we, are guys still, we good? Okay. My wife just, okay. Uh, okay, let me just pause for a sec. Okay, some of you guys seem unsure. Proverbs 2.10. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Your soul is processing knowledge. It's not just processing random stuff. It's actually taking a piece of knowledge. It's looking at that piece of knowledge, and it's realizing that knowledge is good. Okay, so I'm saying mind is part of your soul. Everyone good? Okay. Some guys wouldn't have done the scriptures, but I'm doing them for you anyway, okay? Uh, two, your will. Job 7.15. Uh, 
So that my soul, sorry, it's a little bit of an awful scripture, but I'm using the first part. So, my, so that my soul chooses strangling and death rather than my body. Obviously, Job was going through some tough times. And, um, but uh, the, the key point here is my soul chooses. Your soul can choose. And that is called your will. So within your soul is your will or your instruments of decision. There's a part of your soul that is your instrument of decision. And finally, emotions. 1 Samuel 36. And David is greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. The bitter in soul. We know that the soul can feel emotions. So, scriptural basis, are you guys happy where we've landed in terms of the soul is made up of the mind, the will, and the emotions? I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, and I think some of you guys are going, why are we doing this? But I can't do the next until I do this, okay? You need to understand what your soul is. In fact, next week I'm actually going to break down mind, stewarding your mind. I'm going to break down um, will, stewarding your will. And I'll break down emotions, stewarding your emotions. Okay, so it's very important that you understand that this is the realm of the soul. Now, the reason why it's important is right now your spirit is rearing to go. Your body, I'm not sure what your body wants. Maybe your body just wants bed, Okay. But I know this, I know that your body is submitted to your, your mind, will, and your emotions. Because you tell your body what you want to do. Okay, so I'm going to just take body out of it for now. But I know that your spirit, your soul, your born again, your new man is rearing to go for 2022. And that's what you felt in worship. You felt that. What you're feeling now, you, maybe some, most of you, I won't guess. You didn't feel that outside of the presence of God. You're feeling Whoa, okay, I can feel energy now, positivity now, his spirit in me that once, you know, that I didn't feel yesterday when I was like looking at the newspaper. And the only, I would like to suggest then that the only thing that's holding you back, God's rearing to go, the only thing that's holding you back is this area of the soul. If you don't steward your soul well, your soul, the soul is going to hold you back from everything God's got for you in 2022. So you need to steward your soul because that's the kind of blockage. And that's why he said to Joshua, he, he's looking at the promised land. He's going, we're going to get this. And then he's looking at Joshua's soul and going, but you better get that soul right. You better get your mind right. You better get your will right and you better get your emotions right. Because if that soul is is blocking what I want to do. Goodness, do I really need to go to another leader? He had, he had Caleb. <laughs> I had a meeting once. You know, God will go to B, B hey, if he doesn't have A. I had a meeting once. I was just completely struggling, so I gave it to Dion. And Dion just nailed it. God, don't think that... <laughs> God will achieve his purposes. Don't miss out, though. Don't miss out. 
Rise in faith. Colossians 1.19. For this, this is Paul. I mean, Paul had a big mandate. He's, he's basically leading the entire Gentile church. Peter said he could have it. So Peter's the first leader, says, okay, Paul, after Paul visits, visits him in Jerusalem, I think, Peter says to Paul, you can have, you can have the Gentile world. So Paul's carrying the whole entire Gentile world in terms of his teaching and his leadership. Peter's carrying the Jewish church, the initial church. And then Paul says, for this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. There's a powerful energy working within you. So even Paul has got to be, I've, I've got to make, I, I'm, there's a struggle. There's a part of me that's like trying, is holding back what God wants to do. And I, 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 want to, I want to hold that back as little as possible. I want to let him fly. I want to have my mind right. I want to have my will right. I want to have my emotions right. And that's it. <laughs> Can we bring up that graph again, Chris? Maybe you can just stand where you are. Just ask Bob's to come up. I just want to read some uh, some prophetic words that we had today. And these were actually in the prayer meeting. If you guys want to join us for the prayer meeting, we have a 320 prayer meeting every Sunday in the fishbowl. Everyone is welcome. If it gets too big, we'll move to the training hall. If it gets too big, we'll move here. Um, Marius, one of our deacons, um, said... We need to position ourselves for God with great expectation. Are you positioning yourself for God with great expectation for 2022? Kim Delport, are you expecting for the miracles this year? And then she said, you need to be familiar with the Spirit of God, which will make you familiar with the mind of God, which will make you familiar with the works of God. Full brought up a scripture from Isaiah 46, 8 to 10. Um, Chris, if you can uh, go back to that. Isaiah 46, 8 to 10. And God's talking. He says, remember this and stand firm. Recall it to mind. And it's like a little bit of, God's getting a little bit feisty. You transgressors, remember the former things of old. For I am God and there's no other. I am God and there's no one like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, things not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. He's making the promises. He's like, I I will do it. But will you give all? And this last word I I felt was in the area of giving all. And I think that's where I wanted to land today. And I felt like the Lord wanted to say to us, 
you know, he called Joshua to obedience. And he calls us to obedience, but he also calls us to wholeheartedness. And this word was from Clarence, and he, Clarence, uh, Elder Clarence, Clarence Rule. Clarence said this from the Lord, this is a personal challenge. That there's treasures in a field waiting for each one of us. But according to the scripture, and you guys are aware of the scripture on finding a treasure in a field, we know that the person finding a treasure in a field went and sold everything he had so he could get that field. And the word was it included selling everything to take possession of everything the Lord wanted to give you this year. Are you going to give it all to him or are you going to be like a little bit safe? Because the man who found the treasure went and sold everything. You're basically saying, Jesus, whatever glorifies you in my life brings you glory. Not brings me glory or brings me prosperity or brings me success in the eyes of man. But whatever pleases your heart in 2022, that is what I want. And that's wholehearted because there's no self in there. It's just whatever you want from my life, Jesus. Good or bad in the eyes of man, but what you want from me, I want to give all my heart. And God put that choice between before Joshua pleading with Joshua so he could get the promised land be courageous be strong be obedient and be wholehearted and then you certainly will possess the land and you certainly will possess the land this year that God has for you Amen Amen